I guess that's my introduction. Welcome to the Cartel Podcast, Train of Thoughts Podcast. I'm sorry. I haven't been on front of my microphone for years. So, please, <laughs> yeah, brace yourselves. Last time I tried this shit, I just, but I just deleted it. So, where do I go from here? One thing I realized when I was thinking tonight about doing a good podcast, which is still a solo mic podcast, was about the fact that nobody knows who the fuck I am. Therefore, I feel like the best thing I can do is introduce myself. I am Omar De Cartel, West African, born and raised all over the world, to be honest. First five years of my life, I was raised in Saudi Arabia. The other five years of my life after that, I was raised back home. The other five years after that, I was raised in Europe. A little bit in France, a little bit around. Back and forth, going to Ireland and Norway with my mother. And boom. Five years after that, came here. I guess my first time to come here after all these years was 2001. And after that, 2004. And after that, decided to stay here. And yeah, I guess from 2011, 2010 to now, I've just been visiting back home and all that. But I've been just here, chilling. So that's one part of who I am. And one thing I'm not going to lie is I appreciate living this life at this time around this earth we get to have parties when we're bored we get to eat when we're hungry we don't have to fight no crazy animals to stay alive I mean this time around I'm good God gave me or the creator whatever you believe in gave me a healthy body strong brain that I can use to think and sometimes to a default <laughs> but yeah that's me and on this Monday fucking morning at almost 5am I've just decided to do my best to give another life or another leg of life to my podcast what do I want to talk about to be honest, nothing and everything. But mainly, life. We're so conditioned to think about doing this and doing that that we end up living the rest of our lives chasing a ghost, I guess, an invisible goal. And what do I mean by that? Some of y'all would say, well, what the fuck I mean by that is the fact that we're never happy until we see that what we're doing is what others are looking up to. Am I making any sense? I don't know, but I hope I do. Because if there's one thing I 
think I'm good at, it's looking at people. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm good at looking at people, and I feel like I'm good at just observing. Watching life, have a philosophy about it, smoke my good weed, and go to sleep. But from those few years of experience on earth, I feel like we're getting further and further from a definition of happiness. And yeah, one thing that I'm sure you already know, I have an accent and I'm sorry to those that it's gonna be hard to understand, but yeah, I'm multilingual, so there you go, makes it hard for me to have a clear, consistent accent one way because I have to always adapt to a different accent when I'm speaking a different language to a different culture of people. So thank you for catching up. But yeah, to get back on my subject that I'm trying to spread the layers away over here. Happiness is fading away when you think about the main sense of it. We don't care if we're really happy. And what do I mean by that? We don't care if we got food on our table. We don't care if we have shelter. We don't care if we have people that love us around us. We don't care if we have the job we've been dreaming about. We most of the time worry about what is the next man thinking about my endeavors. Are they going to be mesmerized when they see me coming through? Are they going to look up to me when they see my advancement in life? Is this something they're going to observe as a Hollywood nigga coming, coming in the room for? And what am I trying to say about that? Or what am I trying to say by that? Let me elaborate. But let me elaborate. <sighs> Around me, the people that I have around me and that I'm able to observe. From my perspective, I feel like they're doing a lot of big things. But when I hear them, they're never happy about it. They're never satisfied about it. And I get it. You always have to strive for better. But if you can't take a minute to smell the roses, something is going on. And that's something wrong going on. And a lot of times that happens because you are watching what's going on with your neighbor. You are looking at what's going on with this friend online that's doing that and this and that that you feel like you also should be doing. And a lot of times, it drives us crazy. Why is he married? Why not me? Why does she have this job? Why not me? Why does he have this car? Why not me? Why is my car not like that? Why is my house not like that? Why is my pocket not like that? But one thing that we are fucking ungrateful for is the health, the life, and the energy to even think and observe that. I'm sure anybody that's listening to this podcast right now have a phone. And, obviously, internet. I would hope you have a house to lay your fucking head, you know, to go to sleep in. I would hope you have some warm food when you wake up. I would hope you go back to sleep again in a nice bed, in a safe house with people that love you, knowing that. But we never even give thanks for that. 
we're not even thankful for that. We we just look past that every day. And we focus on what we don't have. And a lot of us will die not having that. A lot of us will die never even smelling what we think we're going to have or what we deserve. Yeah, what I'm trying to say is a lot of us is going to leave this earth without getting what we think we deserve, without being who we think we're supposed to be. And that's just life. But until we take our time to be happy about it, until our time on earth is half to be shown gratitude, I feel like we're just going to end up just dying in misery. Specifically, the bigger the internet gets, the bigger social media gets, the bigger we get involved in everybody else's life. I feel like the more miserable we're going to be. Like, mental health specifically, when you think about it. It's been going on in real life forever. And shit ain't cute. I come from Africa. Nigga, when we talk about mental health, you're talking about somebody that's walking around naked. The whole family can't deal with them no more because they're tired and they don't have the means for it. And that motherfucker's just miserable for the rest of their life. Most of the time, people around them would be making fun of them till they die because they don't have the education for it. That's where I'm coming from. That's the mental health I'm aware of. But we became so miserable as a people or we've become so miserable as a people that we tend to now associate mental health with everything. We auto-diagnose ourselves. We call ourselves mental health survivors and all these type of titles. And trust me, if you're dealing with mental issues out there, more power to you. You're not the one I'm talking to. But what I'm trying to say is, it's okay being sad in life. It's okay worrying in life. It's okay having anxiety in life. You have to be the dumbest motherfucker on earth to go to sleep and wake up without any type of anxiety. That's not even normal. You're not a rock. Like, you're not, yeah, you're not a piece of rock. You're a human being with feelings and a brain. And I would hope that you use that brain to think. And while you're using that brain to think, I would hope that you go up and down with your feelings, meaning you're going to be happy and sad, meaning you're going to be worried and reassured, meaning you're going to feel scared, and also you're going to feel like you got it. And to me, I feel like that's just life. But mainstream media have repurposed mental health to a point where everybody's mentally unhealthy, Everybody need to check themselves in and out or whatever they're doing. But what nobody's doing is still really looking to the other side to check on those that are really mentally unhealthy. The homeless people. They've been mentally unhealthy forever. That shit is still not cool. We walk past them every morning to go like whoever's online picture telling us that they're not okay mentally. And that's where, I'm, that's where I'm coming from when I say we're losing the sense of even who we should be as an individual. Most of our thoughts are forged by whatever source of thinking that is already out there. We read our thinkings from somewhere. We listen to our thoughts from somewhere. And then we wake up in the morning and we think that's what we want. That's what we do. That's what we need. 
a lot of y'all out there, a lot of us out there. 60% of our thoughts, 60% of our words, they're not coming from us. They was pre-made, served, and all we do is just regurgitate it. And the sad thing about it, we're not even aware of it. So we're willing to die about it. We're willing to have arguments about it. But when you really think deep, do you really care? Does it really matter to your day-to-day life? Is that going to help you pay your rent? Will that help you feed your family? Is that going to help you build your future? You get what I'm trying to say? But yeah, long story short, who is really out there making sure that they're okay before they really go out there to say, I'm not okay? I know I could have been long-winded on that subject, but that's all I was trying to say. Sometimes we need to focus on what's really going on with ourselves, really identify what's going on with our lives. Before we come out here, claim something that's really not ours. That's it. On another subject, who's tried that salt float? Uh, who out there has ever tried the salt flotation tank shit? I've listened to Joe Rogan a few years ago, and I always wanted to try it, but I never had the time or the courage for it. But just a few months ago, I was like, you know what? I got time. I got a little bit of courage to try it. So let me go and see what is it about. I ended up doing a whole fucking hour in the tank. Shit was trippy in the beginning, though. I'm not going to lie. Shout out to Salt Flotation Center in Montclair. Shit was trippy in the beginning. Like, not even just trippy. It was scary first. Yeah, at first sight, it was scary because I'm, I'm not claustrophobic, but I'm kind of claustrophobic. I don't like being in close places for too long. And I specifically hate when I'm in a close space and I can't hear nothing but myself. Like, I can be in my room for days. I can stay in my house for years if I have to. But this shit, the salt flotation thing shit is like a fucking, how do you call it again? Uh, un cercueil. On dirait un cercueil. Okay? That shit is like a fucking death thing whatever you do the translation whatever you put coffin thank you that shit is like a coffin and when you're in it your thoughts are even darker cause when you get in the salt flotation tank it's just salt water they close the lid you close the lid don't worry about that you close the lid you can reopen it whenever you want to but you close the lid and it goes on for an hour. The whole room goes dark. You can play a little bit of a meditation music track, whatever soundtrack that's already pre-programmed in the salt flotation thingy. But that's about it. You can't do anything else. You're just going to be there thinking, 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 just thinking. By 10 minutes, you want to give up. 
I promise you. If you never tried it, give it a shot. Within 10 minutes, you're going to try to give up. Because to me, what happened is, while I was in there, all the thoughts that I've been, all those thoughts that I have been able to run away using society's advantages, like go out, eat, chat, sip, chat, smoke, chat, go hang out, chat, dance, chat, come home and knock out. By using all these advantages, I was never able to really like dive deep with a few thoughts that I've been, you know, dealing with. So when I got into this fucking salt flotation tank, the first 10 minutes, everything was going on in my head. I was thinking about my life. This time, I was thinking about my next life, my past life. What the fuck is the goal of it? And then by the 10th minute, I wanted to just leave the room. But I remembered my instructor, because it was my first time telling me that by the 10th or 15th or 20th minute, I'm going to want to be like out of it. But remember that you, you still have an hour. Remember that you paid money for it. And remember that there's light at the end of the tunnel. And with this shit, is literally by an hour, the whole room turns back to white and the light is on and you feel, you know, you feel like you were just coming back to earth again. So by the 10th minute, I was like, oh shit, these are too much thoughts. I haven't been able to deal with them. I was never even trying to deal with them. I haven't even been aware of their existence forever. So let me get away from it. Well, one thing I hate is being a pussy. And one thing I hate even more than that is being a pussy in public. I hate it. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with the fact that I was a pussy and a lot of people know that I was a pussy. And I feel like that's just everybody anyway. So long story short, or long story less short. I stayed in there. Then my thoughts turned around. Brought me to like, What's the purpose of life, basically? And not even in a corny way, but in a way like, what are we doing on earth? Are we just here to eat, drink, shit, make babies and clock out? Or what is it really after that? Is there an afterlife? And if there is, are we going through a training program while we're alive to prepare for that? And what would be after the afterlife goal, is there an afterlife after the afterlife? Are we preparing to just go back to become stars again? Or where are we going? And before we get there, what's the purpose on earth then? What am I leaving here that is worth living? Besides my seed. Or my seeds. But anyway, yeah. I was deep into that, thinking, just thinking, just thinking, just thinking. And then I realized something. Fucking Macy don't want to come to fucking PSG. Oh, my God. Yo, that thought has been disturbing me forever. Why is Macy not trying to come to Paris Saint-Germain? We got the money. We got the best branding right now. Papa is having fun. The gear look fly. 
what the fuck? Why are you not joining us? Ici c'est Paris, and we're going to make you look even fire. You're going to meet Jordan one day. He might give you your own fucking sneakers. Like, what you doing, Missy? Stop messing around. But then my thoughts brought me to something else. DB. DB, DB, DB. What a creation of God. And for those that don't know, DB is braised lamb meat. You do it the right way, and you're tasting paradise. It's just like coming from your mouth. That ass, I mean it. Yo, anybody that never tried it, try it and let me know. If you get the right DB, it's like fucking before you fucking. And if you got a girl waiting for you after you're done eating your DB, oh my God, you just you might just die after that. It's too good to be true. Too much goodness for one man. Yeah, I said it. The technique behind it, I feel like it starts from the beginning. You got to raise the lamb right. Give it love. Show it the pasture. Let it sunbathe. Make him listen to some Afrobeat music so the hips won't be too rigid. You know, you need a, a lamb with rhythm. And on the 80th day of its life, I don't care if it's big, small, or large, you chop it. You get to chopping it. You go straight to the, 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 the legs, the behind legs, not the front legs. The front legs don't have enough fat. You go to the legs, the behind legs, the thighs. You let that slip in salt and pepper for a good night. And then you just call your African best, most talented master chef on the grill. Let them do their job. Because when they're done grilling that motherfucker with the nice onion, hmm? to coupe les oignons comme ça, like if you cut the onions raw, red, throw it on it, manger you braise it on it. Piment. Fefe. Some good pepper. The dry one. On the side. My nigga. Once you dip that into there. And you put it into your mouth. Mm, 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 mm. Then you realize. Holy shit. Life is worth living. I can just get me a DB and realize that I'm living. But one thing that is going to make you wish you was dead is the DB coming out of your body. If you ate it right, if you ate it right, I don't care. If you ate it right, you should OD with the pepper because the pepper is that good. But understand that ODing on that pepper Getting the full experience of the DB comes with a price. And that price tag is hard to bear. Your ass going to be on fire. And that thought right there is going to make you realize, holy shit, 
death sometimes has a purpose. I wish I could be alive when I'm eating the DB and be dead when my body's getting rid of that DB. That right there, by the time I realized, it was an hour in a salt flotation tank. And the light came out. And my eyes opened. And I got out of the water. I was like, yo, I'm thankful for being alive. I shook my instructor hand, told him thank you for giving me the right tips on to dealing with it for my first time. I left there, called my mom, told her I love her, and I went straight to the DB spot. It's almost an hour driving from my house. I went straight there, grabbed a nice seat, and I bought me some braised lamb meat for over $40. OD'd my body, came home, Two, three shots with Jack Daniels and I knocked the fuck out. Because guess what? It's Monday. Have a good fucking Monday. Be productive. Let your nuts hang. Be a man. Be a woman. Be a hardworking motherfucker. Get that money. Have a wonderful week. Peace.